Never in my life, in my life of covering politics and elections for years, decades, never have I seen an election like what we're about to see, the 2022 midterm elections, because for the first time in my lifetime at least, there is a reasonable expectation that the Republican Party can absolutely dominate. And this is something that we need to take into consideration now, not wait till November. We have to take that into consideration now during the primaries. Now, before I explain that, I want to be very clear. You know, the there's a lot of high-fiving going on already. A lot of people doing fist bumps and saying, wow, the Democrats are just a debacle, which they are. And it's the, the country is a dumpster fire, which it is. But with that said, we are talking about the Democrats. We are talking about a, a, a the political party that is backed by corporate media, by big tech, by every single possible. Um, they're backed by fact checkers. Everybody who has influence over the way that people may vote, those people are controlled by the Democrats. And we have to consider that. We also have to consider the fact that if we believe the 2020 election was stolen, which it was, we have no reason to think that that's not going to happen again in 2022 because, let's face it, nothing has been done. Okay, Nobody has been held accountable. Anybody who participated in the 2020 election fraud now believes that they are untouchable because if, if we couldn't figure it out then, if we couldn't bring people to justice for that massive theft of the election, of a presidential election, no doubt, then what's going to stop them from doing the exact same thing or even worse in the 2022 midterms? So let's not get complacent by any means. Stop high-fiving. Stop saying, oh, we got this in the bag. We don't. And when I say we, keep in mind, I'm not a Republican. I am a conservative. I've never voted for a Democrat, but that doesn't mean that I vote for every Republican. I don't. I won't vote for a Republican who's terrible. Okay, that's just my style. You know, oh, but you got to go with the lesser of two evils. Nah, I don't buy that. And I definitely don't buy that this year. Neither should you. You know, maybe you've done it in the past. Maybe you held your nose and voted for Mitt Romney for the in the primaries in 2012 simply because you thought that he was might have been the better opportunity to beat uh, Biden or some Biden beat Obama. Okay, I, I heard that argument a lot, and I disagreed with it wholeheartedly. I did. I didn't like that concept at all. But that's what we keep getting sold. We don't have to buy into that this year. The Democrats are are horrible. I mean, the country is in horrible shape, and they have control of the the House, the Senate, and the White House. They have all of the blame for this. Meanwhile, we see Republicans doing very well in red states. Republican states are recovering better, are doing just faring better across the board. I mean, this has been the last year, year and a half has shown us beyond a reasonable doubt that when Republicans are in control, that the nation, the states, cities, counties all do better. People are, are starting to wake up to this. They're starting to realize, wow, are you telling me the Democrat policies are really just that bad? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's exactly what we're saying. Yeah, and there's reason to believe that we should have hope. But I want to make sure that we turn that hope towards doing what's right. Because here's the thing. If we just focus on winning the elections, no matter what, and we just put in whatever rhino is out there that the establishment puts forward, then we're not going to get anything better. Sure, you know, Kevin McCarthy and... And Mitch McConnell will be able to to obstruct the, the Biden agenda. But let's face it, the Biden agenda hasn't been able to do much even with Democrats in control. That's how bad the Biden agenda is, and that's how bad the Democrats' agenda is. They can't even get themselves to, to pass legislation that Biden can sign. So if that's the case, then are we really improving? 
by putting in uh, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell to obstruct even further? I would say no. I would say that's not really an actual improvement. What we need to do, not just for the immediate future, but also to lay the groundwork for the, the longer, longer term, we need to take advantage of this growing dissatisfaction with the Democrats. And we need to put in America first constitutional conservatives into office. That means we have to address this during the primaries. We cannot wait till November. Things are looking very bad for Democrats. We know that. But but let's face it, it's 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 not in our best interests as Americans, as conservatives, or if you're a libertarian and conservatarian, whatever, we don't need milk toast rhinos. That's it. That's the message. I could probably end the show now, but I won't. <laughs> There's more to it than that. Uh, things are looking good, though. So according to Just the News, a recent article that they posted, uh, let's see where it is. Voters trust the GOP significantly more than the Democrat Party on the handling of such key midterm issues as inflation and the overall, I think it's supposed to be overall, yeah, <laughs> typo over Just the News. That's rare, by the way. They are arguably the, the best edited uh, right-leaning news site out there. Um, key midterm issues as inflation and the overall health of the economy, according to a new morning consult st- uh, survey. The survey found 46% of voters trust Republicans to handle the record-level inflation compared to 32% for Democrats. Roughly 22% said they were unsure or had no opinion. Voters also favored Republicans to handle national security and the economy by double-digit margins. The GOP earned the trust of 48% of those polled on national security compared to 35% of Democrats, and 47% said they trusted Republicans with the economy compared to 36% of Democrats. Voters also favored Republicans on such issues as immigration, Second Amendment issues, and jobs. Independents, in particular, favored Republicans on economic issues, including by a 23-point margin on inflation. The survey was conducted March 25th through 27th, among 2006, registered U.S. voters with a margin of error of two percentage points. So it's a very good uh, survey, by the way. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of polls. Okay, I don't like polls. I think polls are are tilted. I think that they are they're um, inaccurate. I think that Democrats in particular use polls to try to sway voters. In other words, you know, people like to be on the winning side, so they'll they'll inflate the numbers. We saw that in 2016. Okay, I mean, every state that pretty much every state that Trump won um, by a small margin, Democrat, the polls had him losing. So, yeah, it's not don't don't listen to the polls. But we have an advantage. We have an unprecedented advantage. So we cannot wait. Now, more than ever is the time. Look, if we don't need to listen to those who say we got to put up a pragmatic, you know, common sense the centrist you know, to, to beat the Democrats. We don't need that. Okay. If you go out there and find a cute puppy and put an paint, paint an R on him and say, this is going to be a Republican nominee against this vulnerable Democrat in this congressional race, the puppy's going to win. Now I'm not suggesting that we go out and find a puppy, but we definitely don't have to listen to those people that are saying, Hey, we got to get us a, a centrist. We got to get somebody who's common sense. Com- I, I, I hate when they say the word common sense. Okay, because it's not common sense to be a centrist. That makes no sense at all. Okay, this this isn't... Our government is designed to be bold. Now, that doesn't mean 
that it needs to be extreme or fringe or whatever, you know, anything like that. But boldness works. Okay, it does. Donald Trump proved that being bold and having bold policies works. And you could argue that Barack Obama proved that being bold on the left works because we could say, oh my gosh, nothing he did was good. And it really wasn't. But at least it was successful from the Democrats' perspective. Okay, let's let's be clear about that. And you could say the same thing about um, Bill Clinton. He wasn't quite as bold as as uh, Barack Obama, but he was more bold than I think a lot of people give him credit for. And again, I want to be clear <laughs> before anybody jumps in and says, "Oh my gosh, is he saying that that Barack Obama and Bill Clinton did good things?" No. What I'm saying is for their agenda. For the Democrats' agenda, they were successful at accomplishing what they wanted to accomplish. Now, those accomplishments, for the most part, the vast majority of things that they quote-unquote accomplished were damaging to the United States. So I'm not supporting what they did. I'm saying that they were successful at implementing those policies, such as Obamacare. Okay, Obamacare was bold. It was destructive. <laughs> it still is destructive. But it was a bold, um, a bold attempt to do that. There was nothing centrist about it, okay. And Republicans need to learn this. We don't need centrists. Probably the perfect example of this, other than Donald Trump, would be Ron DeSantis. And let's be clear: I have always been a very staunch, staunch believer, supporter of the idea that your most important elections that you're going to be focused on, that you should be focused on are city, county, and state elections. Are the, you know, everybody focuses on the D.C. elections, their congressmen, their senators, the president, and all this stuff. That's fine. Yeah, I understand that because those are the quote-unquote big ones. But who actually has the greatest impact on your life, on the lives of your family members? That would be your city, county, and state officials. So you should be focused on them. And they're more than anything place else. They're more than any place else. We should be focused on getting America first, constitutional conservatives in office. Ron DeSantis has has basically you know, paved the way. He's demonstrated that you don't have to be milk toast, You don't have to be centrist. You don't have to be going along to get along. You can actually be bold, express yourself, not worry about cancel culture, not worry about woke culture, not worry about what the Democrats are going to try to convince the independents you are. Just be yourself. Do what you think is right for your city, county, state, and nation. And if you do that as a politician, if you do that as a candidate, you have an opportunity to win, to sway, you know, hearts and minds and all that stuff. Uh, an article by uh, Town Hall in Town Hall uh, recently echoed what DeSantis has been able to accomplish. Um, a lot can change. This is from Town Hall. A lot can change over the course of seven months, and Republicans would be foolish to count any chickens. But in light of the growing and historically unprecedented voter registration advantage the Florida GOP is building, and new statewide polling, one wonders if the author's hypothetical, hypothetically stated six-point blowout margin might represent DeSantis's floor in 2022. Now, before I get into the polls, I want to be clear. Yeah, the polls today, again, are polls today, which means they're pr pretty much meaningless. But more importantly, uh, this is it is not unrealistic for us to expect DeSantis to win by a very large margin. And in a, in Florida, which is, people like to say, oh, conservative Florida. Florida's still a purple state, folks. Okay? They just put up some really bad candidates, so they they lost a lot of big elections. 
But in reality, they're still a purple state. But even in this purple state, DeSantis, according to poll trackers, showing a 16-point lead over Charlie Crist, a 19-point lead over Annette Tadeo, and a 24-point lead over Nikki Freed, who's who's just an absolute debacle. And she's just, I really hope she gets the nomination because she's horrible. That would be a fun, a really fun election to watch because DeSantis would likely, likely mop the floor with her. Uh, back to the town hall article. In this survey, uh, which has President Biden with a very generous 49% approval rating in Florida, DeSantis's job approval is 59%, higher than either GOP can- uh, senator, uh, which both of them are at 50%. By a 22-point margin, the Floridians approve of Governor's endlessly attacked handling of the pandemic, which has been his signature leadership issue. I don't believe for a second that DeSantis will win in November by anything close to 16 to 24 points. This is still Florida. Democrats will come home. But if the governor pulls in a share of the votes, uh, a share of the vote uh, that's closer to his approval rating, a victory in this in the high single digits, perhaps even cracking double digits, if everything breaks right, seems well within the realm of possibility. And as of right now, things do appear to be generally generally breaking bad for Democrats. Oh, I miss that show. So yeah, yeah, DeSantis is the model for for state elections, and we can argue that you could apply that to city and county elections as well. That would be a fair way to look at things. We should. He has been bold, and I'm not. Keep in mind, I'm not a a, a DeSantis sycophant. I've liked I've liked him since he was a congressman, but I'm not all oh DeSantis 2024. Okay, so I might be about you know I'm probably DeSantis 2028, <laughs> but I still want to see. Donald Trump returning to office uh, in January of 2025 or earlier. I'm not whole. I'm not giving up complete hope on being able to correct what happened in 2020 and ejecting the Biden-Harris regime debacle that they are. So there is still that possibility. I know it's chances are slim, you know. But but hey, you know, bear with me here. But again, don't forget, we cannot assume. As Joe Biden himself said, quote, we put together the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Do not get complacent, folks. Do not assume the win on this one. Fight, fight, fight. And that fight starts now because we still have rhinos who are going to be running for office. And if we keep electing rhinos, if we keep putting Mitch McConnell in charge of the Senate, and if we we put Kevin McCarthy for the first time in charge of the House, make him uh, Speaker of the House, then things are only going to be marginally better than they are today. Because let's face it, they have not been able to do anything. Democrats under Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer have not been able to do really anything. They have they have failed miserably. And that's a good thing. Their failure, it means that they weren't able to pass Build Back Better or their voter fraud permanence laws or any of this stuff that, that can and would destroy America. Now there's still time. Okay? We're eight months from the election. We're, what, uh, 10 months, 10, 11 months, 10 months from from them uh, handing over control, even if we win the election. So there's still time for them to do a whole lot of damage, you know, but we are focused on the midterms. And that's where I need you guys to look at now. OK, I do this show on America Out Loud Talk Radio, the J.D. Rucker Political Report. I do it at 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday over at AmericaOutloud.com. And during through this show, one of the big pushes that I've been making for a long time is to focus on these primaries. Do what you can. Find 
the candidates that are actually going to to represent you properly as an America first constitutional conservative. Don't buy the crap that you're going to get from the RNC, the RSCC, the RCCC, or anybody else who's going to tell you that we need to go with the, you know, the the prudent choice. Okay, there's nothing prudent about this. Get rid of the rhinos. Spread the word. Share this with your friends, your family. Let them know. Find the candidates. Do your research. City, state, county, and federal. Okay, find the best candidates that are going to represent you, represent us, represent America. And push for them during the primaries. We'll deal with the general election when it comes. Let's get the rhinos out of office because we've never, in at least in my lifetime, we've never had an opportunity like this where the Democrats are this vulnerable and where we can really tell the rhinos, no, we're not going for the lesser of two evils. We're going to do what's best for America. Lord willing, I will be back very soon with another episode. But in the meantime, you all stay strong, stay safe, and God bless.